I'm excited to hear from our next guest, Brett Favre. Welcome, Pro Football Hall of Famer, one of my faves, Brett Favre to Office Hours. How are you doing, buddy? I can't complain. Uh, things are good. I was out your way last week for a small event. Well, we have important topics today to talk about. It's always a pleasure to see you. Um, you know, running Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, dealing with Aikman, Moon, and Young, uh, especially Warren, who ended up being my business partner for over a decade, I was always concerned about the knowledge that we had about concussions. Uh, and we've evolved a lot, and a lot of attention's been given to concussions. And here, there's nobody, I think, that's suffered more concussions than you, not only because you played so long, but because you played so aggressively. And you can't win Super Bowls, three consecutive MVPs, 11 Pro Bowls, the list goes on and on without putting literally your life at risk. And if anyone's met people like Ray Lewis, I will tell you Brett Favre and Bruce Smith, who we represented, Brett Favre has put his life at risk. Um, and we've evolved, though. We've increased the education in concussions, but yet there's still, what, up to 3.8 million concussions, but only 230,000 of them are hospitalized. Where are we at today with our education in concussions? And, you know, I have an 11-year-old that plays Pop Warner. Should my 11-year-old be playing tackle football? I think we've come a long ways. I have three grandsons, 11, 7, and 4. Uh, the 7-year-old plays baseball. The 11-year-old plays the guitar. And I told him, play it as long as he can play it. Um, I, I, would, I would cringe. To, I, I'm not going to deter them from playing football if they choose. But I would, I'd much rather them pursue something else that's um, a little safer. That being said, I think we've, we've come a long ways with education, with protocols, uh, and, and obviously I'm speaking more uh, on behalf of the NFL, but there's still a long ways to go. There's no treatment out there at all. What seems to be done continuously is uh, prevention. And as you know, and you just stated it, 3.8 million concussions, and that's the ones we know about. There's probably just as many that, that go undiagnosed. We're not going to prevent concussions. Uh, if you think about the the broad spectrum, you got military, you got elderly, you got the playground, um, everyday life, skiing, NASCAR. Uh, the list goes on and on. And um, again, I think COVID probably dampened uh, concussion talk a little bit uh, and, and consumed really every American for the last two years. But uh, concussions are a serious thing. And, you know, one, just an example, one of the things that they know about Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS, which they know very little, but one of the things they do know is that head trauma increases your chances of getting ALS. It doesn't, it's, it's not a, a guarantee, but, uh, you know, that makes me afraid. Uh, so, uh, you know, you get ALS, and you know that's, a, that's unfortunately a death sentence. And, and I've had several guys that I've played with or against that have had ALS. So, yeah, we know a lot more, but there's still a lot more to learn. But we know that the one thing we do know: concussions are extremely dangerous, regardless of how severe 
they may be. Brett, hi, Kate here. Congrats on a brilliant career in the NFL. I'm curious if you were in Roger Goodell's position as NFL commissioner, what you would do differently in terms of concussions and mental health. And there's so many broadcasters and, of course, people all over the Internet labeling people like Antonio Brown, for instance, as crazy and just dismissive about mental health, knowing that 100 percent of NFL players suffer from CTE and, and have experienced so many concussions. What would you like to see being done differently? I, I think they've done a lot, but I, I do think that and, and they may this may be in the works. I, I don't know. I'm not privy to any of the conversations they have internally, uh, nor should I be. But um, there needs to be a treatment. And, and again, th there may be something in the works, but uh, and I'm not trying to sell what, you know, I'm, I'm backing, and that's Prevacus and Presol. But Prevacus is in human trial uh, as we speak in Australia. And uh, we believe that that will pass with flying colors. And then we go to phase two. Uh, to my knowledge, it's the only treatment out there at, at the uh, progression that it is presently. Um, Pre-Soul is a non-FDA approved, uh, it's an over-the-counter, uh, I'll call it a drug for lack of a better term, um, but it, it reduces some inflammation, not to the extent of Prevacus, which would require FDA approval, but something like that has got to be on the sidelines, on the, uh, the schoolyard, where playgrounds are, are, you know, encompassed with, with our youth, NASCAR, hospitals, those places. And, and again, the list goes on and on, but something like that needs to be available uh, to treat a, a concussion. Prevacus and Presol does nothing for a concussion that I suffered during my career. That's, that's over and done with. This is immediate attention to a concussion. I'm talking minutes that day, the, the drug would be administered and reduces inflammation greatly. You know, I, I've got to applaud the courage that it must have taken to come forward. Someone with your background and uh, the esteem in which the entire league has, has held you to come forward and, and really bring this issue to the forefront. I've got to imagine that you may have had some pushback in the beginning, maybe people trying to discourage you from, from bringing this to the forefront. Is it anything that you'd be uh, willing to share about that? That would be very interesting, I think. Uh, I got a lot of shut doors uh, <laughs> quickly. Uh, but That wasn't just from Cowboy fans? Uh, that wasn't just Cowboy fans shutting the doors on you? <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I was told no, and hey, I appreciate what you're doing, but we, uh, we're not you know, willing to listen to, to that now. Um, but my very last play as an NFL player was the most severe major concussion that I had. And I remember when, when I came to, initially I didn't know, I couldn't tell you where I was or anything, but a, a day or two later it all came back to me. And what I remember was our trainer, uh, I was with Minnesota, had, had come out and was waking me up. I was actually snoring on the field, believe it or not. And I remember that. And I, when I got up off onto my feet, I looked over and we were playing the Bears. And, and I looked uh, at our trainer, Eric Sugarman, and I said, Shug, what are the Bears doing here? 
uh, I, I was I was confused. And so as the cobwebs sort of cleared, I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if, and this is when concussion talk just started getting serious and, and they implemented new protocols. So if a player was thought or knew had a concussion, that player was pulled from the game and did not return either that game or the next until they cleared protocol of baseline testing. But I remember as I walked off, I thought to myself, it's time, it's time to hang it up. I knew then and there. And that really kick-started for me uh, my passion for coming up with a solution, a treatment for this. Brett's put his money where his mouth is, uh, invested over a million dollars into the prevention of concussions with PrevPro, with Prevacus. Uh, so, you know, it's one thing to be a spokesperson, uh, but, you know, to get money out of the greatest athletes that are willing to take their millions out of their pockets and invest it not only to protect their own families, but protect other people, not just in football, by the way. I know we went a, a little bit harder on the poor NFL, but trust me, UFC, soccer, rugby, lacrosse, every sport has the shaking of the brain, uh, boxing. Uh, so we need to utilize technology and create things like Prevacus and PrevPro in order to help prevent the inflammation and concussion because that repetitive nature, even soft hits, offensive linemen who sit there and, and just tap their head 60 times each game, they create CT and damage to the, to the brain. Brett, we appreciate your time. Uh, you know, it's hard to distinguish between your great success on the field and what you're doing off the field because you're just so humble about not overstepping your bounds, and I think that adds credibility to the message that you have that you're, you're not here trying to attack anyone. You're trying to protect people, and we appreciate that. Thank you for joining us on Office Hours.